Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. I'm a Charlotte Hornets YouTuber and podcaster. And uh, for this week's episode, I have a guest, Mr. Wes Bryant from Bally Sports. He's a Charlotte Hornets insider. He covers the team. Uh, for home games on the Hornets broadcast on Bally Sports. And I'm excited to talk to him about all things Hornets basketball, his experience with the Bally Sports team. You know, Eric Collins gets a lot of love and respect fair, for good reasons. You know, in those, those highlights, his crazy calls. But there's a whole studio show between Ashley, Eric, Wes, my guest, and Del Curry, obviously, that really make it go make the show go. And also a lot of people behind the scenes that I'm sure Wes will talk about um, that deserve a lot of credit for making the the Bally Sports presentation of the Charlotte Hornets as good as it is, and which is good for us, you know? There's some times as Hornets fans, we have to, you know, watch some other teams, broadcast teams, and it doesn't hit the same. So I'm very fortunate. We're very fortunate to have this Bally Sports crew that we do have. So, Wes is going to join me in a little bit. Before Wes comes in, I want to say thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring this podcast. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. B L E A V. Five zero, no spaces, all one word to receive your bonus from basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So before West comes in officially. I just want to do some current events. All right. Things are looking good <laughs> for the Hornets. Uh, they're 13 and 11, three game losing streak. And basically, I'll put, so I don't know. I don't know if I should. <laughs> Listen, last time, last podcast, I talked about how good this team was defensively and how, like, how the defense is really taking form. And then I think the very next game, uh, things went into the bin. So, even like from Minnesota, so the Orlando game, excellent stuff, right? Held that team under 100 points. Love it, love it, love it. But the Timberwolves put 115 on us. That was a dogfight. Lost, they lost to the Rockets. They lost to the Bulls. They lost to the Bucks. The Bucks game was very close. A lot of great individual and team performances in that game with a 41 point first, first quarter, I believe. Um, amazing stuff. And then just the, the Bucks are too nice. They're too good. They're we're way better. The Bucks are way better than the record says, um, and it's it's clear the Hornets have a ways to go to be in the top tier in the Eastern Conference where the Bucks are roster wise. And Giannis is a next level. I mean, this isn't breaking news. This is super obvious stuff. But Giannis is amazing. I love him. I mean, this dude, he can do whatever he want on the floor for the most part. Uh, so 
the team played the, that Bucks team tough, which is a, just speaks to the character and, and tenacity that the squad has. So, which is which, you know, given the current losing streak, it it, it makes it more palatable knowing this team isn't a, a pushover. It's just they're not getting breaks, and if they tweak their, some schemes defensively, they they can they can get back right on track, which I think we will. And I've said I'm gonna say this I've said this before. I'm gonna say this a ton of times throughout the year. We're gonna be riding these win streaks and lo- and losing streaks, especially when we have guys missing like Cody and Mason. Hopefully they're back soon. You know the team plays again on Sunday against the Hawks. There'll be a three day break, so hopefully everyone comes back with a like a renewed, like fresh batteries and renewed sense of basketball and awareness so they can get after it and get things right back on track. Because the Hawks game is very winnable. You know, they got back-to-backs against the Sixers and then the Kings, Mavs, and Spurs. So there's some winnable games in the next six. Um, so hoping for the best. Hoping for the best. Hoping for the best. Let, one more time, say it with me. Hoping for the best. All right. So that's it for current events. I just want to talk to Wes. I want to talk about Valley Sports, the roster, the future of the franchise, et cetera. So, Wes, how you doing? What's going on, man? I'm glad to be here talking Hornets with you, man. Content creator. I used to be a fellow content creator like you still doing it as well, man. So glad I could lend a helping hand. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm a fan. Um, uh, your addition to the uh, the Hornets television broadcast has been a joy to watch. So I was like, I'm not going to get him on. Had Ashley on the on the channel last year. So I was like, got to get Wes on. Had to had to make it happen. I'm glad we could make it happen. So thank you again for for joining me. Um, what I'm curious about is what were your thoughts on the Hornets television broadcast before you joined? Um, Man, I used to watch because see, it was hard because I, I'm a, a cord cut, I guess you could say. So I had YouTube TV and stuff like that. So it was real hard to get Hornets broadcast. So I didn't get to watch a ton. And I was trying all types of ways, seeing what service might carry, you know, uh, Valley Sports at the time. It was Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to see how I could get it. And uh, once I finally did, um, I would check it out, man. It was a good broadcast. It would get you. Uh, I liked Ashley and Dale and the crew and Eric, and I would catch a lot of his calls off of uh, clips from uh, Instagram or Twitter and stuff like that because he would always have stuff that would go viral. So I always just enjoy that a lot. Knew about DC. DC's a legend around here. Also knew about Ashley and then Gerald as well. So when I did get to catch it, I thought it was a good broadcast and it did what it was supposed to do. So I'm glad to be uh, a part of it now. It was a crazy process. I used to walk by the set when I went to games. <laughs> I went to a couple of games last year, and I used to walk by the set, and I was like, man, it must be awesome to do that for a job. And then it's like, man, I'm sitting right there now. Yeah, so you're we're over a month into the season, a month into the gig. How's it feel? How you enjoying it? Man, I it's still like I, I told my mom when I said, man, I really feel like every day now, like, and I also am a host for the ACC Digital Network, so I cover ACC football and basketball and stuff like that. But, man, just adding this to the resume is just really just an extra feather in the cap, and you just really wake up every day feeling like a true professional with doing what I do, covering college football and college basketball, which is something I love. And now the NBA, I never would have thought – uh, a break like this would have come in basketball because people would always kind of categorize me as a football guy, even though I cover a lot of basketball with the ACC Digital Network as well. And I've been an NBA junkie since I was a kid. I've always loved NBA basketball. But it's a dream come true, man, to be frank with you. And I'm not being hyperbolic or anything like that. I mean, being a Charlotte kid, the history, I have so much personal history with the Hornets from 
you know, my mom taking me to uh, the expansion tournament when the expansion teams played against each other. Going against when I was a kid, I was a ball boy one time um, to, you know, just friends going to draft parties and, and, and talking about the Hornets on the phone with my friends and just being invested in the team and wanting to see them do well with every draft pick and just legendary stuff with the, the first union murals with Larry and Muggsy, man, it's really cool for me to now be in that seat. And then another thing that's crazy is that every game I do, I see somebody that I know from, <laughs> from my past or somebody that I met recently, but I see somebody that I know every single game. And that's really cool. Especially when I see like some of my high school friends and stuff like that, man, that maybe that I haven't seen in a while. And it's so funny. They come up to me and they're like, Hey, I, I don't know if you remember me. I'm like, man, stop, man. <laughs> of course I remember you. So man, it is just a joy to come in there every day with the crew. We get along great. My producer, Eric Kendall, Eric Dale, actually the whole crew, man, it's just been a seamless process. We really do our job and we really enjoy doing it. I mean, I, you couldn't ask for a better gig. Yeah. So uh, if you don't mind, walk, walk me through like a day in the, a regular day in the life. So let's say it's a 7 PM tip. When's your day start and what do you go through before air? Oh man. So yeah. So I'm what you would call a grinder. Uh, are you familiar with the show living color? Yeah. yeah. You remember the Jamaicans that had the uh, all the jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's me, man. So most days I'm working some type of job before I get ready to go, but we have our production meeting at four 30. So I'll, I'll do work for ACC or I also work part-time at Fox Sports Log and Tape. So I might be doing something with that, man. Or when I have my son here, you know, we might be working on some homework or we might be doing something. And so, uh, but really, so my ritual, or not ritual, but my routine is I will, um, you know, work on my notes uh, during the day. I like to get into analytics as well as the game notes that they pass out. I seek out the analytics on my own. Um, I've really gotten into that a lot recently. Uh, well, since I've gotten this job and, mm -hmm. and gotten a great understanding of it, um, because, you know, yeah, I love basketball. I've been watching NBA forever, but I also want to really be, I'm one of those type of guys. I'm not an on the surface sports guy, even with, you know, my job at ACC. Like, I don't like to deliver people stuff they already know. Like, that's very boring to me. I, I can't stand play interviews where they say stuff that's very, mundane. I don't like getting information that anybody could tell me. So I always like to be the guy that can deliver some information that you might not know. So I'll go into my notes. I, I normally go, I like to do two pages max. I don't want to overload myself, um, but I go about two pages max, get myself information on the analytics of the opponent, the analytics of the Hornets, little stats and facts with that. Once I get that down, I go over it a couple of times, hang out, try to chill, try to get a little downtime, grab a little something to eat, and then figure out what I'm going to wear, which is another <laughs> job I love to do. So then I figure out, okay, what's going to be the combination for the day? What am I going to wear? Um, and then probably about 3 o'clock, 3.15, I'll start getting ready, um, you know, put my clothes on, making sure I have everything. Then once I do that, I try to get out of the door about 3.50 to get to the arena by about 4.15, 20. Uh, You know, I got to cross the street, park in the deck, all that good stuff. I go, you know, to our production meeting. We, you know, we have a little something to eat there, which I've started uh, saving that for game time, depending on what it is, because you get pretty hungry being in there from 4. Yeah. Uh, you know, 4.30, dinner is early. That's, that's what I call <laughs> old head time. That's like your great grandma, your grandma time to eat dinner. You know what I'm saying? So... I'll try to save it for later. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll talk about what we're going to do. 
I walk out uh, after we get done with our meetings, we go to listen to coach Borrego talk. So I always try to figure out while I'm going through the notes, the notes are kind of always kind of tell the story of the game and how it may go. And when you look at the analytics, so you start breaking things down, you see, is this team on a win streak? If so, like with Minnesota, like they come into the game on a five game win streak, they were just lighting it up. So I, I, I dumbed down my stats to the last, well, I don't want to say dumbed down, but I condensed my stats mm-hmm. down to the last five games that they, what they were doing. Boom, that's my storyline. Let me ask Coach Borrego, what have you seen from this team over the last five games that you might not have seen previously this season? Then I also, it's it's so weird, man. When I was in school, I could sit up there and listen to the teacher talk and forget everything that they said. But I can sit and listen to sports information or read over it once or twice, and it's like, boom, it's there. Yeah. So I listen to Coach B, JB. Then we'll go to the uh, opposing coaches, presser. I come up with a storyline for him based off the information that I've seen. I'll ask him something that goes along. And I try to use that for the show as far as the narrative that I want to tell about this game based off the answers I get from JB and the coach. Boom, that's done. I walk out to the court and holler at Big Pat for a few. My God, a legendary Big Pat on the mic. Then I'll see uh, the players warming up. I might, uh, you know, hang out courtside, man, just because I can. That's one of the perks of the job. How many times you come there and sit in the upper deck or different things like that. I'm like, man, I'm going to sit on this court for a few and just soak this in. Most of the time when I come out, it's always I've noticed the guys have a routine. They come out at a certain time. So when I come out, it's Terry, Mason, um, PJ come out, and um, Miles come out or whatever. So me and Terry kind of been starting to form a little bit of something. Like he he came by one time. I made it a point to say something to him. I made it a point to say something to Mason or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go up to the set. I might go to the team shop, see what's new in the team <laughs> shop. And then I'll come back to my uh to the desk and I'll I start going over my notes. And by then, man, it's about showtime. And then once 6 30 hits, it's time to roll. Nice. No, that that's great. That's great. And I you only do the home games. You don't travel on the road game. So how do you how do you manage that when you're not able to do that routine and you're watching them with home at home with, like with us? Yeah, I try to stay um uh, I try to stay in the mix or whatnot. So and people check out my Twitter, West Guy Range. I'm I'm always live tweeting during the away games. And I tweet pretty much all throughout the game. I don't try to be too statty or or get into too much of that type of stuff, but I do mm-hmm. You know, I will analyze. I'll go look at the stats of the game, see how it's going, point out things that I might see uh, as far as things that we do well to help us win or things that we don't do well that's going to make us lose if we don't stop doing it. But I always check out the game. I, I get myself settled in. I watch the pregame, think about what storylines they're telling there. And then I'll just uh, I watch the game like everybody else, man. And I'm just a fan in my house and I can say all the stuff that I might not get to say <laughs> on the air when I get upset about certain things. If I get excited, I might be able to say some, some things that I might not be able to say on the air. But I'll tweet out my thoughts and I'll give you a little info as well. But it's mostly just a lot of opinions. I like to retweet a lot of the uh, cool replays and stuff that the Fox Sports staff, the Valley Sports staff will put up. And I retweet, man, and just enjoy the game and just try to get the fans a little bit of me in the process. Nice, nice. Excellent. Yeah, um, what, uh, Westcott Range. In the description, go check him out. Make sure you follow. We'll continue with my conversation with Wes here in a few, but I want to say thank you to Lightbox for sponsoring the podcast. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price. 
$800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds. Never a dull moment. Um, let's shift to the court. Um, mm-hmm. Just the energy in the building. You see it. Mm-hmm. You can see it from the players, like the the energy, the swagger, the confidence. Um, you can hear it through the TV. What's it like from your vantage point? The energy on the court and the energy in the building. Yeah, man. This is a team. As I said, just I had a luxury of being a hometown kid working for their hometown team. So I've seen all the teams that have come through here, and you know. Yeah. The buzz goes off of who you're putting on the floor and are they winning? And, you know, you had the teams that, you know, I was here in the stands when we had LJ and Muggsy and the crew and Kendall Gill, and it was packed every night and everybody was just excited. And then you're here for the bad times. And I was here for the time before they left to go to New Orleans when they were giving out vouchers to the fans to come to the (laughs) games and there might be 30 people in the stands and all that good stuff. So I'll say with this team, there's a palpable buzz. And I say that to uh, be punny. But, uh, you know, when you have a guy that can rise like Miles and, and deliver showstopping dunks, and you have a guy like LaMelo that's one of the arguably five to ten most exciting players in the NBA, you got a guy like Gordon Hayward that can score in a multitude of ways. You got a guy like Terry Rozier that can do yo-yo playground moves like we saw the yeah. other night versus Washington. So there are a lot of guys that, you know, you have different fans that will have their taste of what they're coming to see. You might have Hayward fans and, and Rozier fans, but they're all exciting guys and they're capable of anything at any time. You see Terry Rozier throwing lobs, or he might rise up and yeah. get a jump. And you know what I'm saying? So it's so many guys on the court that can make a play, but then LaMelo is the guy. He's the guy everybody comes to see. And the thing I noticed game one was that, you know, last year, his rookie year was a, a pandemic season. And uh, they started doing limited fans at the end. So I knew I went to a couple of games with my son last year and I knew I said, man, I said, when people can get back in this building, I said, it's going to be live in here when they really get to see this guy. And from game one, man, I mean, if he grabs the rebound or the Hornets get a defensive turnover and kick it to LaMelo, whatever it may be. I mean, the second half of that Indiana game, when they were making that run in the third quarter, people were literally standing up for the majority of the third quarter. That's just not something you see in the NBA like that, unless it's the finals or a big playoff series, and it's down to the last three or four minutes, and everybody's standing up because it's LeBron and Steph or something like that. But Hornets fans were on their feet for most of that third quarter, and I said, you can just feel it. And then when he gets the ball, I've always said, you can hear that. When LaMelo gets the ball, because especially when he's flying down that court and, and the, the the hair is going, the fans are excited because they don't know what's going to come next. And that's the thing that makes LaMelo. With Miles and, and Nassi and other guys, like, you know what's going to come next. But with LaMelo, you literally don't know what he's going to do. He could jack up a 38-foot three. <laughs> yeah. He could come down and throw a crazy no-look pass. He could come down and dunk on somebody. I mean, he you just don't know, and that's the excitement that's in this building now, the unpredictability of LaMelo Ball along with guys who can uh, pay off a lot of his good wills. So it's just an exciting team all around. 
Uh, you think Melo can make the all-star team this year? Yes, that was my bold prediction at the beginning of the season. I think he's well on track to do that. As long as the Hornets have a winning record, a pretty good record, I don't see how you leave this guy off. Uh, and, you know, everybody in the NBA talks about market size and things like that, but he's a guy that supersedes a market. He goes viral every night with something that he does. You see him on House of Highlights or you see him mm-hmm. on Valley Sports or any type of big entities, he's there. Everybody knows who he is, and you see it now, the effect when he when the Hornets on the road. There are sold-out crowds because yeah. they want to see, hey, what's this LaMelo Ball kid all about? So, yeah, I definitely think he is. He's playing at an all-star level. He's starting to get to near triple doubles, near triple doubles on a regular basis, but the team is winning. So as long as the team is successful, I think he's a shoe-on. Yeah, and I think there's a chance Miles can join him. I, yes, I think so too. Miles, he's taking a little bit of a dip lately, but yeah. I have full confidence he's going to get his play back up as well too. Yeah, the the league's taking notice. The fan base knows. Like mm-hmm. I, everyone's, people, are, all eyes are are going to be on Charlotte for the short term and long yes. term with those guys mm-hmm. in the mix. Um, what what guy on the team, and you can say a couple guys if you want, isn't getting enough credit? Like who are some of the unsung heroes in the squad that you think should get some more shine on them? I mean, I think for sure the Tsunami Poppy, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, my man Kelly Oubre. I call him Big Ubi. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, you always knew he was a good athlete, could hit the occasional three, super athletic. You know, he's in Washington and then he went to Golden State. And, you know, he, he was a player that, you know, he was a good player, solid player. Some nights you would get more out of him than others. But you can't really argue at this point the value that he's had on this team. This is the perfect team for him. And I've always dropped the stat. Not sure what a percentage is yet, but I know this or at this point. But I know when you look into the analytics, this is a guy that 80% of his points come off of assists from teammates. And this is the perfect team. The Hornets are one of the best passing teams in the NBA. And so when you have a team that comes down and they're working the ball around and they're unselfish and they don't care who gets the shot, Kelly gets so many good looks, and the thing is, he has earned the trust of his team because he's knocking them down. He's had two high 30-point games. He's had 20-point games. I mean, he is a guy that when he gets going, I mean, it's like called him fire department, yeah. literally. I mean, he is on fire. So I think that he is a guy that's definitely going to be in contention for six-man of the year if he continues his stellar play. Uh, I go him. Do you want me to just pick one, or I, I would have one more for you? Yeah, lay it on me. Who you got? Yeah, the other guy I have to say is definitely Cody Martin. Yes, uh, he's the quintessential uh, glue guy that comes in a game. He gives the team an energy boost. He draws charges. He does the dirty work. Yep. And I was an offensive lineman when I played football, so I definitely appreciate the guys who do the dirty work. And that's Cody Martin. He's a three and D guy. He can knock down the open three, but again, he's gonna take the assignment of the other team's best play and try to cool them off or keep them from getting going. And as I said, one of the top charge takers in the league, you got to respect the guy that's going to get out there and do whatever's necessary. So those two guys have been huge for the Hornets off the bench. Yeah, I love Cody. He'll fight somebody mm-hmm. if he has to. He's the he's the epitome of the developmental system, the Greensboro, yeah. the Charlotte, second Rinder, round pick. Man. Blue exactly, exactly. Yeah. I love Cody Martin. Uh, as we're recording this, he's he's on the shelf right now. Hopefully he'll be back soon with a few days off. Yeah. Um, the Hornets return Sunday, depending on when you watch this. And maybe this, what I'm just saying right now, maybe super out of date if you're watching this yeah. later. But as of right now, Cody Martin's on the shelf. So get well soon, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, So... 
I'm, I'm going to get you out of here on this. Um, this team has a, a good mix of young talent and veteran talent. Uh-huh. And I think they can make the playoffs this year. But like looking ahead, um, the next like three to five years, where do you think this franchise can go? Like in, in five years, let's say, do you think you could see this team in a position where they're in the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference? Do you think we can see them in like the this, this, the conference semis, the conference finals? Like what are, what are your thoughts on where this, this, this club is going? I think that's the trajectory of being a perennial playoff team getting up into that top four in the Eastern Conference. The key is just always the money and how are you going to do it? Because that's the downside to having so many guys that can play good basketball. Yeah. There are going to be other teams that want them. Whether, you know, of course they're going to want them to come and help their team and to hurt the Hornets. So that's the key is just figuring out the perfect mix of guys that you're going to be able to keep as salaries that you can swing so that's the key. It's like, okay, you know, Miles, when he's coming up soon, he's playing at an all-star level. He's playing his way towards max yeah. money. So yeah. it's like, okay, are you going to max out <laughs> uh, Miles Bridges? And then, you know, Rozier is going to be coming up soon. And then it's like, okay, are we going to keep him? You're already paying Haywood a, a good bit of money. And we already know LaMelo's getting a super max all day, <laughs> every day. Yeah. So once that happens, that's when things are going to really have to fall in. But I think Mitch... As long as we can keep him in place, Mitch Kupchak, the general manager, doing what he's doing. He's built a lot of winners in this league. Mm-hmm. I think he knows what he's doing. He's done a great job with this roster so far. So the key is going to be building depth through the draft, especially the better you get, the lower your selection is going to be. So you're going to have to make sure you're getting guys that can come in and help at those low salaries that you're going to be able to keep around. So right now, the development of Kai Jones and James Booknight is going to be key because you look at it and you say, OK, well, they're not playing a lot right now, but they're going to be used down the road because our, is James Booknight going to be able to be a, that backup two guard or eventually turn into a starter that if you do lose Rosier, can he step into that role and become a scorer? Because we know what he was coming out of the draft. Can Kai Jones become that shot blocker, rebounder, dirty work kind of guy down low? So that's going to be the kids, the development of those guys. But if I had to guess and use my crystal ball right now, I would say the Hornets will be a perennial contender in the Eastern Conference, and I'm not being a homer. I just think the star power of LaMelo Ball can attract players here. I think that they'll be able to find guys that – I think your core is here now. Mm -hmm. I think if you want to go with a – because, okay, everybody likes to talk big three. So if you want to go – Mellow, ooh, that see, that's the thing. It's so tough. Do you want to go mellow Miles Haywood or mellow Miles Rozier? Or what direction do you want to go as far as your big three guys that are going to be your top three dudes? So yeah. you have to figure that out. And then after that, it just becomes the thing of putting in the right parts around them. I like what they did bringing in Mason Plumley. He's been a good, gritty guy that they need. They probably need to go find him a little more help down low to get maybe a little more shot blocking, a little more rebounding help mm-hmm. to protect the rim just a little bit more. But I think they've been doing good. Ish Smith from, uh, you know, he's been around the league. He's coming in doing a good job. He's kind of falling out of the rotation, but I'm sure he'll find his way back in. So the Hornets have a pretty good bench right now. So I would just say if Miss Cupcheck continues to be at the helm doing the job that he's doing, I think that they'll be a top four to five team. I think that Kai Jones and Book Knight will eventually start to uh, develop as as young guys and provide that depth and maybe one day become starters for this team. So I like the direction they're going. 
And, you know, you can see now, you know, they've beaten the Golden State Warriors. They played the Milwaukee Bucks last night down to the wire. So this is a young mm-hmm. team that's learning as well. I love where they're going. So I'm going to say perennial contender. We haven't won a first-round playoff series in yeah. God knows when since Zoe hit the shot, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. So if I want to go playoff prediction, whoo, man, I would say the Hornets have the capabilities of being a conference finals type of team if they just continue to build the way they're building. I think so. I think LaMelo has that kind of effect. Yeah, and I think the, the Hornets are very fortunate that the young core complement each other so well. Like, you mm-hmm. look at the Pacers. Like, they got Turner and Sabonis. It's questions about whether the guys can play together. Sixers mm-hmm. with Simmons and Embiid. Those guys occupy a lot of the same space. Mellow and Miles just go perfect together. They so love you, playing you, you, together. Yeah, it works so well. It's so good. It's a, yeah. such an enviable, enviable position for the franchise mm-hmm. to be in. And Hornets fans, if you're not excited, get excited. This is a good yeah, time to be we Hornets fans. deserve fan. it. I mean, yeah. look, we've been deprived for so long. How many draft picks have we missed out on that went before, behind a guy that you could have gotten? So finally, we have a team, you know, that I remember having conversations with friends on the phone with certain teams that we've had in the past. And I'm like, nobody's interested in really going to see anybody off this roster play, except for like when Kimba Walker was here and stuff like that. But other mm-hmm. than that, but this is the team now where you're excited. You get Hornets tickets or people know you got Hornets tickets that you want to give up. They're going <laughs> to get gone. So <laughs> it's cool. Hell yeah. Wes, you're the best. Thank you so much for, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Anytime, man. Just give me a ring. Thanks again to Wes for coming on to talk with me. Thank you for listening. If you want to check out the video version of my conversation with Wes, you can head on over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sam Dracula. It's a good time over there. Feel free to drop a subscription. It's free. I promise. Uh, But yeah, honestly, you guys are the best. I appreciate you checking out the show, tell a friend, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff on whatever platform you're listening to this show on. And hopefully this Hornets team can get back on track and we can talk about some more fun things in the Hornets basketball world. Because honestly, it's not too bad. Things aren't that bad. They're not that bad. Could be better. Not that bad. But anyway, 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 anyway. Until next time, stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Perfect. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube